Okay, to begin our service, take your hymnal and go to page 84. Page 84, let's stand. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4. Aren't you glad tonight that the Lord Jesus came as, and became a man and uh, tasted death for every man? Amen. Thank God for the Savior tonight. Thank God. And boy, I tell you what, you just uh, this time of year, uh, you know, you just kind of have to stop sometime and think, what's Christmas really all about? Amen. It's all about Jesus. That's, that's, he is the reason for the season tonight. Amen. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And just uh, ask the blessings on the service tonight, if you will. Clay, lead us in prayer, please, sir. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Take your hymnal and go to page 97. 97. Sing verses 1, 2, and 6. 1, 2, and 6. Amen. 
come for the offering that'd be great and so a few fellas how about brother clay brother timothy you might help us brother timothy and uh and um i was on the elliptical at the gym the other morning it's about quarter to five my wife's right behind me on the the treadmill and she's lame lame i'm like what she look at the tv and it was timothy uh, timothy was on tv and uh how many of you guys seen that did you see it timothy yeah timothy you see he was there and I uh, did a good job, I tell you, about being in Guatemala. And so, uh, a pretty famous person in our church, right? So, anyway, what's your listen prayer, Brother Timothy? That'd be great. Yes. Amen.
stand together. We're going to sing our chorus. Page 619, if you need the words. There's something about that name. We'll sing it through and shake hands. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance you these um, sign-up sheets on the front row. We've kind of transferred them from the steps over to the front row there. 
And so one is for the couples retreat in February, uh, February 1st to the 3rd. And so if you'll just uh, put your name on there that you're planning on to go. And then uh, if you need lodging or if you, or if you don't need lodging, just put uh, to the side there you don't need lodging. I know some of you folks have your own uh, deal that you work out, so that's fine. Uh, but just sign up there and let us know. That'd be great so we can plan on uh, the number of uh, cabins that we get. So once again, that's Thursday through Saturday, uh, February 1st through the 3rd with Scott Hooks and his wife Melanie. Uh, they'll be the speakers, and so I'll be praying for them. And then the other sign-up sheet is for um, this wedding for Carrie and Rebecca. And so that's going to be on Saturday, February the 10th at 11 o'clock here at the church. And then reception to follow over at Cornerstone Church of Augusta. Uh, over in Tinking Springs, same place Rachel had hers and uh, Coley had hers, uh, their reception over there. And so um, if you sign up for that, that'd be great. Just trying to get a number for the food, that'd be helpful. So both of those are down there. Please sign up for those. And then don't forget that on Saturday, our um, Phil America event starts. And so, uh, I mean, as far as keeping track, and so if you'll try to start remembering that, we've left tracks uh, down here on the um, steps behind the trees. Uh, there's tracks in the foyer there. And like I said, take as many as you need. And we've got plenty of tracks to put out, and so um, we've got the Christmas tracks, we've got the um, gospel cue cards, and we put those out. And uh, what I've been doing, I've been getting the Christmas track and sticking the cue card in it, and so I'm not counting it double, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's a, it's a, it's a good way that little video is a, that cue card is a really neat thing. So um, I like it. So you can do whatever, but um, that's what I've been doing. And so, uh, and people are really receptive to these Christmas tracks. I mean, uh, when you say Merry Christmas and hand them that, you know, I mean, that, they, they've been thankful, at least the ones I've done uh, this year already. And so uh, I think they're helpful. And so use that and try to keep track of how many you give out person to person and then how many you leave in different places. And then uh, we'll get a number uh, at the end of the meeting or at the end of the, the campaign. It'll be the last one for this year. And so uh, let's, let's be uh, heavy at that. That'd be great. Everybody get involved. All right. And so Sunday's our children's Christmas program at the nursing home. And so um, we'll, uh, we'll be doing that. So we'll be feeding the children here after church. And, um, and then we'll be taking the bus over uh, to the nursing home and letting the children go through the program. And, and so uh, if parents like to go, that's fine. Uh, we welcome you to come. And so uh, that's going to be on this Sunday. And then Christmas caroling on Friday the 15th. And so we'll um, go to some of our shut-ins, maybe a nursing home or something. So we'll, we'll do that on the 15th. And then our cantata on the 17th in the e after the evening service or in the evening service. Um, and so uh, that will be going on that evening, regular day as far as Sunday school and uh, the morning service. But cantata in the evening service and the co cookies afterwards. And so I guess everybody's going to bring their favorite cookie. Is that what we're planning on doing? Okay, everybody bring their favorite cookie. And so um, that will be great. <clears throat> and then our uh, ch actual children's program, Christmas candlelight service, will be on the 20th, um, that Wednesday. And uh, that'll be here in the services and no programs that night, just be all the children up here. And then Christmas Eve service, one day, you see that on Christmas Eve, the 24th, 10.30 service, uh, no Sunday school, no evening service. And then uh, on the 31st, we'll have regular Sunday school and uh, the morning service. And then uh, no evening service, we'll have a dinner on the grounds after that. And so remember all those things, if you would please. And then remember um, these birthdays. So Jackson uh, Brooks has a birthday this week and Crystal Horner a birthday on the same day. So congratulations to them. All right, happy, happy birthday. All right, why don't you stand with us another time? And uh, Tony, come listen one more song. Go to page 105. 105. We'll sing all three verses. Shepherds can 
Christmas songs, amen, and praise God for them. Uh, of course, have, we have a lot of people I know need prayer tonight, and certainly uh, mentioned just a few. I would ask you to be praying for uh, Brother Larry Whitlock. He's got pneumonia, and so be praying for him. And then some are uh, young, uh, had uh, some scans today, and uh, cancer's not uh, spreading any but it's still in her left breast and then uh, limp notes there, so remember her. And then uh, Miss Emily uh, Williamson, I'll be praying for her too, if you will. Uh, she had some uh, CT scans and so forth. Be praying for our college students. Uh, it won't be long, they'll be home, amen. And uh, we're looking forward to that. And remember the cantata and the children's program, if you will, be praying uh, for those as uh, everybody tries to get it uh, those final practices in. Amen. Be praying for them. And then uh, I'd ask you to remember uh, Ms. Barbara Bortle uh, in prayer. She's having some health issues, so be praying for her, if you will, for Herschel, uh, if you will, Simmons, his foot. Uh, God just continue to touch it and uh, help it there. And then uh, John Charles, ask you to remember him with the cancer, that God would help him. And then, of course, uh, let's be praying, if you will, for our uh, churches in the area, of course, Albemarle Baptist, and would ask you to remember this Bridge of Hope Youth Crusade coming up next September. Uh, be praying for that diligently, if you will, for uh, Berlithia Springs Baptist Church, and of course, uh, Brother Don uh, Leatherman passed away, and Brother Mark is taking the church, so remember that, if you will, in prayer. Uh, Central Baptist, Colonial Baptist, Crossroads Faith Baptist, Grace. Marlbrook Baptist, People's Baptist, and Valley Baptist. Remember all these uh, churches, our pastors, and so forth. Remember our Sunday school teachers in prayer, Lord, uh, that God will just help them and uh, guide them all as they prepare for uh, Sunday morning. Uh, and, of course, uh, I'd ask you to be praying for uh, our, just the services. Uh, that God will work in a very special way, and we'll see people saved. And then, of course, I'd ask you to continue to pray for Dr. Clarence Sexton, that God would help him. And uh, I believe uh, he's in Cincinnati, and uh, 
Now let's see what do I in a rehab, yeah. So be Okay, so yeah, I'll be praying for Dr. Sexton. He's in rehab in Cincinnati. Found something uh, to do with uh, his brain that's causing some trouble. So remember that, if you will. And then, of course, remember Miss Tiffany and uh, little Joseph in prayer. And uh, Diana told me tonight, she says, a whole lot cuter than his granddaddy. Amen. <laughs> and so that we understand that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We understand that, don't we? But be praying for Miss Tiffany and the baby, if you will. He's still in the hospital, as far as I know. Yeah. Amen. So remember him in prayer. And then, of course, uh, remember uh, our, our families and our church members, if you will, uh, that uh, have special needs. Miss Cindy, Miss Teresa Truxell, uh, if you will. Chris Floyd, continue to pray for Brother Chris. And God will just help him and uh, guide him. Uh, the Lord showed Chris uh, exactly what he wants him to do with his life. And uh, that's a very, Miss Geneva, be praying for her. Miss Diane Williams, uh, continue to pray for her. And Brother uh, Rick, I believe that uh, I saw somewhere, somebody told me that you had some good news about your son-in-law and the church building.
Amen. Amen. Praise God. Isn't that great? Uh, that just thrilled my heart when I saw that. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. You be praying for Andy and Josie. God will continue to uh, supply the needs there for the church. Amen. All right. Anybody got anything over here on this side tonight? Anybody got any? Miss Stephanie? Praying for Miss Angie uh, Waymack and uh, her needs, if you will. And uh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. And then be praying for Brother Curtis tonight. He's not feeling well. All right, anyone else? Brother, go ahead, Brother Terry. Oh, be praying for Miss Peggy, if you will. And right, Miss, go ahead, Miss Rebecca. <laughs> Amen. Good. Praise God for that. Amen. Continue to pray for Roy, and if you will, and then Miss Peggy, is she uh, not feeling well? All right. Anyone on this side? Robin? What was her first name? Rose. Rose. Rose Sanger. Be praying for her with this uh, brain cancer, if you will. Amen. All right. Miss Penny, you had your hand up. Praying for Fred Thacker. He's in the hospital, and then uh, Sebastian Cope, and uh, these special needs for this little fellow, if you will. All right. Anyone else? Miss Diane? Yes, be praying. What was her first name? Kylie. Be praying for Kylie. She's in Boston College, and certainly 
uh, be praying that God will put his protective hand upon her while, while they get all this uh, repairs done. Amen. All right. Miss Kathy. Mm. Yeah, probably sick he had to come home. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Be praying for Dan and Terry. It's good they are home. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Robin? Okay. Okay. All right. Be praying for Miss Angie Waymack with fine. Uh, of course, colon cancer and uh, tumor. Yeah, right. Okay. We'll get it right here in a little bit. Amen. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Anyone else? All right. Miss Mary. Let's be praying, if you will. Which missionary was it? Alfred. Alfred's, okay. Yeah, Al, Jerry Alfred, okay. All right, be praying for Jerry and uh, this need here for them. Uh, Brother Rick, I believe you had your... Okay. Unspokens. Anybody else? All right, anybody else got any prayer requests? Pastor, my uncle called me tonight. He's got a great-grandson, Branson. Seven mm. years old, and uh, he, he had a bow when he was born. He put in, and it's supposed to last until he's about 15, but it's just not working. So he's having surgery tomorrow morning at Duke about 5 a.m. His name is Branson. 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 Uh, let's be praying for Branson tomorrow as he has this open heart surgery uh, at Duke. Uh, so be praying for him, if you will. All right. Anybody else? All right, if, no, if you're able, uh, you can gather around the altar. We'll spend some time in prayer tonight, and then I'll close in prayer. Amen.
Our Father, we do love you tonight, and we want to certainly thank you for your goodness, your grace to us. Lord, we need you tonight to, Lord, help. We rejoice in the good news for uh, Andy and Josie and the church there. We just praise you for your goodness to them. And we just pray tonight that, Lord, you would work in a very special way. We think of Brother Larry uh, Whitlock with pneumonia. Pray that you would just help him. And for uh, Summer Young with the cancer, Lord, pray you just, uh, Lord, work as only you can. And for Ms. Emily Williamson, Lord, pray you'll just help her tonight and Ms. Angie Waymack and, uh, Lord, these others that have special needs, Rose uh, Sanger, and Lord, Sambria uh, uh, Cope, Lord, and uh, Fred Thacker there, and Branson, Lord, tomorrow as he goes into this surgery. We pray that, Lord, you would guide the doctors and give them the wisdom that is uh, needed to uh, Lord, do the surgeries, and Lord, to treat and uh, help them to get better. Lord, we just thank you tonight for your goodness to us as a church. We pray your blessings upon, Lord, uh, the preaching of thy word tonight, Brother Lane. And Lord, may you anoint his mind and heart, and uh, just help him tonight. Lord, for our Sunday school teachers, I pray that, Lord, you would work in a very special way there. As they prepare for Sunday, may you anoint their minds and hearts. May you, uh, Lord, just uh, fill this building on Sunday. And Lord, may you get the glory from all that's done. Lord, may, uh, Lord, uh, you bring people that, Lord, I have been witness to, invited to church. And Lord, uh, may you just help, uh, Lord, the lost to be saved. And Lord, may there be a, a deep conviction of sin about, uh, about those that are here. Lord, for you, our, your church and Lord, for the people of this church, Lord, uh, we need a revival. We need your uh, mighty hand to do something great for us. And I pray tonight, Lord, you just, uh, Lord, bring those that, Lord, uh, are slack in their church attendance. And, Lord, may you just help them tonight to get their lives right with thee. And, Lord, we just pray your blessings upon each one. Pray you'll work as only you can. And we'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, take your Bibles, if you would, please, and um, go back with me to Psalm chapter number 18. Psalm 18. And... Uh, we're talking about a season of deliverance, and um, our theme this year is striving together for the faith of the gospel, and um, this month with emphasis on the deliverance of the gospel, and uh, as we really think about it, I mean, it really is a season of deliverance. I mean, you think about why Jesus came um, to pay the sin debt for all of mankind, why God gave his only begotten son, uh, it was to pay my sin debt, it was to pay your sin debt. To deliver me uh, from bondage, the sin of bondage, the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and one day the very presence of sin. But um, Matthew one twenty one, I was thinking about that this week, and it said it says in verse number twenty one of Matthew chapter number one, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And that word save has the idea of um, 
delivering from destruction, uh, saving, rescuing, delivering from the penalties of, of uh, the judgment of, of our sin. And so it, it truly is uh, a season of deliverance. And so as we look in this psalm, uh, we won't read the entire ver- the psalm. There's, there's 50 verses. I wish we could read it all, but maybe you can read that in your own time. But I want to draw a couple of verses out here and uh, show you once again uh, that this psalm is really about deliverance. And so in verse number one, the Bible says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and and my cry came before him even into his ears. I mean, so several places there in that passage of scripture you can see in verses 2 and 3. It was talking about deliverance. Um, Saved from his enemies. That's being delivered, set free. In verses number 16 through 19, we'll pick up there. The Bible says, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They forbidden me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me. Because he delighted in me. Look at verse number 43. The Bible says, Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of my people, and thou hast made me the head of the heathen. A people whom I have not known shall serve me. And then in verse number 48, the Bible says, He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man, therefore will I give thanks unto thee. O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Great deliverance giveth he to his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed, to David, and to his seed forevermore. And so the psalm, no doubt, has a connotation and a lot of talk about deliverance. And um, David said, I've been delivered. And the fact of the matter is we've all been delivered if we know the Lord. And we refer to it on Sunday evening about being delivered from death and dominion, uh, deception. You know, the the penalty of sin is death. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we've been been delivered from that, that uh, death, that penalty of sin. We've been delivered from it. We've been delivered from that dominion of sin, that power that it, has over our life we don't have to give in to sin uh didn't have to have rule or dominion uh in our lives yeah we're gonna we're gonna fall short and we're gonna make mistakes but it doesn't have to rule and reign in our life sin doesn't why because god's delivered us from that uh from the power of sin and as we mentioned on sunday the very presence of sin one day we won't have to deal with it anymore won't that be wonderful we'll be in heaven this old flesh won't be here we don't have to battle it anymore and that's coming one day that's coming praise God but uh, we don't have on this earth we don't have to be dominated by the power of sin and 
be deceived. We, we read 1 Corinthians 6 and how um, folks were deceived and listed all kinds of sin that they were involved in. And they were deceived into following that and, and, um, and, and committing those sins and being involved in those sins. And then we talked about the darkness that we've been delivered from. I once was blind, but now I see. And um, we've been delivered from this darkness of, of sin and uh, living in sin and living under the dominion of sin. So we've been delivered from the darkness. And as we see in this passage of scripture, uh, David really, he, he realized that God had delivered him in many, many areas of his life. And I think we can see that he had this desire. You can sense it. I think even in this passage of scripture, as you read it through, you can sense this desire that David had to uh, praise the Lord, to proclaim the goodness of God. Why? Because he had been delivered. David had that desire to proclaim and to praise the Lord for the deliverance that, that God had brought to him. And he had this determination. That's what he was going to do. He had this diligence that he was not going to take it for granted and uh, just let it by hap- just pass and not come to his mind and not thank God. He said there uh, in verse number 49, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen and sing praises unto thy name. Great deliverance giveth he to his king and showeth mercy to his anointed, to David and to his seed forevermore. So you, you sense David had this desire, this determination and this diligence that, that he, listen, because he had been forgiven, he was going to do some things. And we, we referred to a couple of those things. And I read this article uh, this week. And uh, I'm gonna, actually, I, I was going to tell you about it, but I actually saw a video of it. And I thought it would be a little bit more powerful if, uh, if I showed it to you. So it's just a, a, a small news clip, um, which gives some really good video, uh, some drone video of this, this rescue, this deliverance uh, of this, uh, these young people. And so if we can get that pulled up, it's actually, this takes place in Pakistan. It, it took place uh, this past August. Maybe some of you read the story. And uh, so it's this really remote village and uh, kids, in order to get to school, they have to ride a cable car across this ravine. And you'll see it on the videos. It's, it's unbelievable. And uh, there were, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was, it was 10 of them, 10 or 12 of them. Uh, uh, some of the kids' ages were 10 to 15 and two teachers. And so, um, are we able to get it up? You're working on it. Get the lights, Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You're fine. And so um, I want you to just see that. I mean, this will kind of give you the idea. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't describe it good enough to you anyway. But the video, I think, will help. I want you to just kind of get a glimpse of this and see. I'm trying to get this idea, this illustration of, of deliverance. This is a pretty amazing story. Rescue hundreds of feet above Pakistan. Drone footage showing, look at this, six children and two adults trapped mid-air before crews brought them down to safety. James Longman has the details. Good morning to you, James. Yeah, good morning, Eva. That dangling cable car really did have the whole world holding its breath. And everyone's so relieved that the rescue was pulled off successfully. But now we're getting an up-close look at what it was really like in that tiny carriage. This morning, new, heart-pounding video showing the dramatic rescue of the eight people trapped in a Pakistan cable car Tuesday. Watch as this drone video shows up close the six children and two adults 
trapped 600 feet in the air after one of the cables holding their cable car snapped. The group was stranded for roughly 16 hours before military choppers arrived to the scene, saving this child seen swinging from the dangling car hoisted by a safety line. As conditions got too dangerous for the helicopters, this daring responder bravely climbing out on the cable to rescue the remaining few. The final two passengers made it back to land in the dimmed hours of the night, arriving to cheers, celebrating their safety. Cable cars like these are a lifeline That's for residents in these mountainous But areas, I want you to see that. I mean, roads. when you think about deliverance, I, I read that story, and um, it's actually not a story. It's true. It, it happened. And um, what was it? Was it eight, of them, eight of them in that car? Did you see the car? I mean, good night. Uh, and then the cable breaks. So the one kid they rescued from a helicopter, and he's hanging, but they couldn't get the rest of them. The, the, the wind from the helicopter was so strong, they were afraid it was going to break the cable to the other one. So they were in that thing some 12 hours. Um, terrible. And so then you saw the, the story of how one of the, um, I think the military personnel had made a makeshift uh, thing to slide out there on a cable and then to bring the others in. Uh, a couple of others in, but you talking about what an amazing story of deliverance and bringing God, none of them, none of them perished. I, it, later in the video, it tells, shows one of the little boys, he, he was saying, listen, we thought, we thought this was it for us. I mean, you can imagine that cable car falling. I mean, that's it. I, don't, I think some several hundred feet in the air, 600 feet, that's what they said. Good ears there, Kathy. So, I mean, just a, an amazing story of deliverance. And you think about, there's things like that happen in our world. But then you think about, about the way we've been delivered. I mean, nothing, nothing compares to the deliverance that you have had and that I ha have had if you're a Christian, if you've been saved. God has delivered us in, a, in an amazing way, in a great way from some, some pretty awful things, from hell and the penalty of sin. And as we mentioned, the power of sin, this darkness and this dominion of sin, all these things. God's delivered us from that. And, and David said, listen, because you've delivered me from these things, listen, I really, really feel like I, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to love you, Lord. I'm going I'm to call upon you, Lord. We looked at those things the other night. He said, I'm, I'm going to trust you. Why? Well, Lord, because you delivered me. Because I've experienced, he says in verse number 50, great deliverance giveth he to his king. And so you ought to think about this, this Christmas season, about the, the great deliverance, this really this season of deliverance they're in that God has delivered you and God has delivered me. He's provided that through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's really what this season is about. God sending his only begotten son to pay the sin debt for you and the sin debt for me. He tasted death for every man, all of mankind. doesn't matter what sin we've committed that's the amazing part. God loves us regardless of how deep the sin or how many sins we've committed. God still loves us. He loves us so much that he gave the gift of his son. And we celebrate this season. We really celebrate a season of deliverance. And David said, listen, because you've delivered me, God, I'm going to love you. He said that in verse number one. He said, because, because you delivered me, Lord, I'm going, to, I'm going to trust you. We talked about that in verse number two. He said, because you've delivered me, Lord, I, I'm going to call upon you. Verse number three and verse number six, David, David says, I'm going to call upon the Lord. Well, let me give you a few others tonight and hopefully wrap this up. David said, Lord, because, because I've been delivered, because you've rescued me, because you've liberated me and set me free, 
Not only am I going to love you, not only am I going to um, uh, uh, call upon you, not only am I going to trust you, but Lord, I'm going to keep your ways. Look at verse number 21 and 22. The Bible says there in verse number 21, he says, For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. It sounds to me like David did that on purpose. Why? Because he understood. He got a hold of the truth that God had delivered him. Several times in this past, God, you delivered me. God, you brought deliverance. You're my deliverer. You brought great deliverance. And listen, Lord, because of the deliverance that you have brought to me, because of the, um, the deliverance you've allowed me to experience and partake in, I will love you. I will, uh, I will call upon you. I will trust you. But I also, I will keep your ways. That's what David said. I, for I have kept the ways of the Lord, have not wickedly departed from my God. All his judgments were before me. I mean, he, he kept them before him. He, he knew what they were. He paid attention to what they were. And he had this desire to obey them and to do them. He said, I did not put away his statutes from me. On purpose, he said, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm, I'm going to go the way of the Lord. I'm going to walk in his ways. Listen, his ways are proven. The Bible tells us in, in Proverbs 16, 25, David's son Solomon says, There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. God, God's ways are proven. His word is proven. Listen, we don't have to uh, uh, let somebody else go through it to see if it's, it's going to work. No, there's plenty of people that's gone through it and plenty of circumstances that's happened. David's a living testimony and said, Listen, the ways of the Lord are proven. You don't have to guess. You don't have to hope. No, his ways are proven. I mean, they're solid. They're something we can count on. In Proverbs 21, 16, um, the Bible says, the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. I was reading today in some of 1st and 2nd Samuel, the kings, and in the, the book of Judges. And there's, there's example after example after example after example of men who chose not to follow the ways of the Lord. And it didn't end pretty for them. It didn't end good for them. Why? Because they chose not to follow the ways of the Lord. And God says here that the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. Listen, you don't want to wander away from the ways of the Lord. Because there's, there's destruction, there's disappointment, there's sometimes death, there's despair and disheartening, there's all kinds of problems. Listen, there's enough problems staying in the way. Right, there is. But we got the grace of God and, and, and the, uh, to walk through us with those things. But man, you don't want to get out here wandering away from God and wandering away from the ways of God. David said, I'm not going to do that. He said, I'm going to keep the ways of the Lord. In 2 Samuel twenty-two thirty-one, 31, and in our psalm right here, the same, same exact verse is quoted. Right here in our psalm, Psalm um, 18, 30, verse number 30. Look at it. As for God, what is his way? Do you see it? It's perfect. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. 
As for God, his way is perfect. That's what Proverbs says. That's what Psalm says. Excuse me, I'm, 2 Samuel says it. And Psalm 18 here says it. His way is perfect. You, in other words, you, you can't improve upon it. Perfection can't be improved upon, right? Um, what, what's the saying? Uh, is it perfect practice makes perfect? Is that what it is? They say practice makes perfect, but it's perfect practice, I think. They're really, because you're never going to be perfect, right? But God's law, he says the law of the Lord, is per- or excuse me, his way is, his law is perfect too, by the way. But his way is perfect. You can't improve upon it. So it'd be good just go ahead and say, you know what? Just like David, Lord, because of the deliverance you brought to me, because of the rescue that you've uh, allowed me to be a part of, the redemption that you've given me, the liberation, the, the, the setting me free, giving me a home in heaven, Delivering me for all these things. Lord, I will keep the ways of the Lord. I like the testimony of the Lord concerning Abraham in Genesis 18, 19. It says, this is the Lord speaking of Abraham. He says, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And that they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken to him. I thought about Abraham's testimony. I mean, that's the Lord speaking about Abraham. Boy, I wish that would be my, I hope that's my testimony. I, I, I hope the Lord can look at me and say, you know, that Lane Lashley, listen, he, he shall keep the way of the Lord. Listen, he knows our heart. He knows our mind. He knows everything about us, but you know, can he say that about you? Can he say that about me tonight? He said that about Abraham. Wouldn't it be nice if the Lord could say, man, that's where my faithful service right there. Boy, he's not departed to the right hand. He's not departed to the left. He's just walking the straight line. He's keeping the way of the Lord. Every, yeah, he's not perfect. But man, he's keeping the way of the Lord. That's what David said. He said, he said I will keep the ways of the Lord. Why, Lord? Why? Why, why would you keep his ways? Because of the deliverance that he has given to David. By the way, we find the ways of the Lord in the word of the Lord. If you got a question about a way that God might have you go, I bet you can find it right here in his word. If you just get in it. If I just get in it. His ways are given to us in his word. David had this testimony. He said, Lord, because you've delivered me, he said, I'm going to love you. Because you've delivered me, he said, I'm going to call upon you. Because you delivered me, I'm going to trust you. And because you delivered me, I will keep the ways of the Lord. Now, we know David wasn't perfect. God's given us a scripture to reveal that. He made some mistakes in his life. Some pretty big mistakes, just like we've made some pretty big mistakes in our lives. But David's heart, matter of fact, God said he was what? A man after my own heart. That mean he was perfect. That mean he didn't make mistakes and sin and uh, get in the flesh and, and do something stupid. We all do that sometimes. But David's heart was, was the heart to keep the ways of the Lord. We ought to pray that God would give us that kind of heart. God, you, you've done so much for me. Help me to keep your ways. Let me give you the fifth thing. Verse number 23, look at it. The Bible says, I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. David said, Lord, because... Because you've delivered me, because you've set me free, because you've liberated me, 
because you've allowed me to be a part of this great deliverance that you've given to your king. He said, I'm going to keep myself from sin. Now listen, we don't do this on our own. Um, we don't have the ability and the power to do that. David's heart was to, was to be righteous, to stay righteous before God, to, to not sin against God. You see that in his, in his, on his way to the kingship. Even with Saul not wanting to lay his hand on the Lord's anointed. Dale referred to Sunday about uh, being in that cave. That probably would have been all of us. We would have said, Lord, you've given him right to me. That's it for Saul. But they're not David. Why? Because David, David had this desire to, to, to do right. David had this desire to keep himself from sin. And uh, once again, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Uh, once again, I said on Sunday, we don't, we don't fall into sin. We follow after it. And we got to be careful about that. Keeping our mind and our heart clear and pure. But David said, made his mind up. Verse number 23 here. He said, you know what? I kept myself from mine iniquity. I will keep myself from sin. James 4.17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. In Psalm 103, verse 3, he said, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave unto me. We read of two great sins in the life of David. And they're pretty big sins. But what about our lives? I mean, what, what great sins could be said of us? But David, for the most part, said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live a righteous life. I'm going to try to keep myself from sin. I'm going to be very careful about what, what, uh, what I allow in my life, what I allow before my eye, what I allow to, uh, to, to lead me astray. And I will keep myself from sin. We do this through the almighty power of God and others. We don't have a lot of time to go into this, but listen, um, our sin just doesn't affect us. Our sin affects a lot of people. And we could take the time and go to Joshua chapter number 7 and look at the sin of Achan and, and see very clearly that Achan's, Achan's sin affected the entire nation of Israel. And um, y'all read it sometime. God told, told them in the battle of Jericho, listen, you don't, you don't touch anything. It's the accursed thing. It all belongs to God. And what got me is, you know, Achan secretly did that. Nobody else knew in Israel but God. Maybe his family, but, but he hid it in his tent. I mean, it's a secret sin. You know, hey, we have these secret sins in our life. Think, hey, nobody knows about it. Sure, God knows about it, but that's okay. He's not here, right? But he is here. He's everywhere because he's omnipresent. We think we can hide it from everybody. But that sin of Achan affected the entire camp of Israel. They went to Ai, which, would, which should have been a, an easy battle compared to the battle of Jericho. They went to Ai and got, got beat. Why? Because sin was in the camp. There are some other things that probably led to that, lack of prayer and those things. But, but for the mo listen, the sin of Achan affected the entire camp of Israel. Horrible thing. I mean, what happened to his family afterwards? His children? I'm just saying, David said, I'm going to keep myself from sin. Our sin doesn't just affect us. It affects more than just us. Hey, it can affect this church. My sin can affect this church. Your sin can affect your family. My sin can affect my family to a greater degree than I would ever want it to. 
And so David said, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep myself from it. We, we do good and say, Lord, you've delivered me. You've provided this deliverance. You provided this, um, this rescue. You provided this liberation. Lord, um, I will keep myself from sin. Sure, you're still going to fall. Sure, you're going to still about make some mistakes. But 1 John 1, 9 is still in the Bible, amen? Right. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm just saying David, David said, I'm going to keep myself from sin. Why? Because I've been delivered. And then, and then lastly, he said, I will give thanks unto the Lord. In verse number 46, um, he made up his mind because he had been delivered. He said, I will give thanks. Look at verse number 49. Therefore, will I give thanks unto thee. We're in a bad way when we have an ungrateful heart and an unthankful heart to the point where we're not even thankful for what we have in Christ. God's purchased us with his own blood, the precious blood of Christ, removed our sins as far as the east is from the west, no more to be remembered, restored our uh, fellowship back with God the Father, bridged the gap between us and sin and given us back to God. We've got a heavenly home. David said, because of my deliverance, I will give thanks unto the Lord. And in verse number 49, he said, I will, I will sing praise to the Lord. So what about it tonight? I mean, have you experienced the deliverance of God? Are you saved? Do you know that you're saved? Listen, if you, if you are and you have been, you've experienced deliverance in a great way. You, you can say with David, listen, great deliverance have you given me. David said, to your king, you've given great deliverance. And I could say the same thing. You could say the same thing. I wonder tonight, am, am I going to love the Lord because of it? Am I going to call unto him because of it? Am I going to trust him because of it? Am I going to keep his ways because of it? Am I going to keep myself from, from sin? Am I, on, am I on purpose going to try to guard things in my life and pay attention and not, not allow the, the wiles of the devil and the tricks of Satan to lure me away? I was talking to Brother Ricky the other day and he was telling me a little story about uh, them being up to camp, and um, they've got a, a chocolate lab, Sadie. She's getting pretty old. But um, Ricky said, let her out. Long story short, let her out. And um, went up there to call her, and she didn't come. Waited about 10 minutes, went there to call her, and didn't come. This is out to camp. And um, so finally, he gets up and gets dressed. Cindy gets, gets dressed, and they, they go out to, to call her. And when he gets out there, he hears, hears these coyotes in the distance. And Talked about how they were trying to lure that dog away and up into the, the mountain, up the ridge. Because they wanted to have her for supper. And uh, when he went out there, he said, he called her one more time and she came down the driveway. But that, that's a picture, that's what Satan, he tries to lure us away, tries to lead us away and tempt us with this and dangle this before us. And uh, call that call that gets us away from, from the safety net and from God. And lures us right into that trap. Listen, he's going to do anything and everything he can to try to lure you away and discourage you and trick you and uh, disable you. And so don't let him do it. Make up your mind. And then when he does it, listen, that you're going to give thanks to him and you're going to sing praises unto him. He's, he's well worthy of, of our thanks. He's well worthy of our praise. And we ought to have a grateful heart. I know it's the season of Thanksgiving. We just come through Thanksgiving. But we ought to try to have a, a, a thankful heart every single day that we live. It would be a good day to wake up and say, thank you, God, for giving me another day of life. Thank you for saving my soul. Help me today to live in light of eternity. And, and help me to, to be appreciative of what you've blessed me with. Not, not only in eternity, but here on this earth we've been, been so richly blessed. 
So God, help us tonight, Lord, I pray, to uh, think about these things and this season of deliverance that we're in. And Oh, God, we've been delivered in a great way. And we think about the things in our world that happen, and we see these stories. And, Father, it really touches our heart on, on deliverance and some of these folks being saved. But, Father, all of us have a testimony of great deliverance. And help us, Lord, to apply these things to our lives, to love you as we should, and to, to call upon you as we should, to trust you as we should. Father, to keep our way, uh, to keep your ways, uh, to keep ourselves from sin, and uh, pay attention to, uh, to the devil and his lures and his tricks, and to be sensitive to your leading in our lives. Help us to give you thanks and help us to give you praise. And, uh, Father, continue to go before us, lead us and guide us. Help us to be sensitive to your leading. Be with our church. Um, be with all these requests that's been made tonight. Uh, Father, be with these programs coming up, the choir and the children, and just, um, Father, just get glory from it. Help us, Lord, as we reflect on this season and to realize that it truly is a season of deliverance. And the great things you've done for us, may we be appreciative, may we uh, praise your name. It's really a season of praise as well. Help us to praise you for what you've done and for what you've allowed us to have in Christ. And we'll praise you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here.